Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show for teachers who desire to change lives without self-sacrifice. Let's dig deep together into the skill set, mindset, and best practices you and your students need to thrive in today's schools. Now your host, Marie Cooney. Welcome, welcome, compassionate educators. I'm so glad you are here today. Thank you for listening to our show. And I am beyond honored to have a very special guest with us today, Miss Danielle Belton. Welcome, Danielle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I want to tell our listeners a bit about you, Danielle. So, Danielle is the author of Teach and Go Home. I am so excited to share this amazing book with you because it is so, so needed. She is a passionate and faith-driven educator who is currently living in Maryland. She was born and raised on the Eastern Coast. Stemming from a line of educators, Danielle has been immersed in the field of education since childhood. So this is her background. She knows what she's talking about. It was in the summers during her teenage years, spending time in early education at a childhood center for children with disabilities and special needs, where her mother worked that cemented her love for teaching and for children. So describing the experience where she was able to witness the true magic of educators and fall in love with the significance of education, watching teaching that went beyond academics and focusing specifically on the learning growth and the students. However, it was a passion for the elementary classroom that called to Ms. Felton's heart. Danielle has worked professionally in the field of education for almost 10 years and has worked as an elementary school teacher for the last six. Although teaching has been a dream since childhood, Danielle's true passions belong to service, development, and people. Danielle is on course to completing a master's degree in educational leadership in the spring of 2021 with future plans in the field of education that will impact not only the way teachers teach, but the entire system of how we are doing it. And I am just loving that because we need leaders who are as passionate and thoughtful and courageous as Miss Danielle. So again, Danielle, thank you so much. We are so honored and blessed to have you here today. And I know that you have just recently released Teach and Go Home. And I'm curious what your inspiration is for this new book that is available to teachers. Teach and Go Home is my ideal dream, actually. It is my dream to teach. I've always, always wanted to be a teacher. And the go home part is a little blunt, but the go home part is actually to, to go home and enjoy life, not to be completely consumed by it, unless that is your joy. When I got into education, I found that the go home piece, it was not there. It was bring the work home. It wasn't, I didn't have a lot of time for passions. I hardly had time for myself, for sleep, for food, for anything. And that just wasn't the dream. So it was definitely my goal to be a teacher. I wasn't going to give that up. And I was still going to have my dream too. So teaching go home is, is my ideal dream. It's being able to teach, love it, and go home and love that too. 
I think you just spoke to the heart of almost every educator out there because I have been hearing that so much all across the nation. Teachers are feeling frustrated that so much of their work is having to be brought home and burnt out. I mean, we know that teachers are burning out quickly and we want to make sure that we are supporting them, that we are giving them the tools so that they can continue feeling passionate about the profession because we need to keep those passions alive within education for our children and to be able to support each other in the process. So I am just so inspired by you and I'm loving this work that you are doing to help teachers manage that and to come up with some strategies because a lot of it um, can be managed. And I know that you developed a system for how teachers can effectively and simply, like you said, teach and go home. <laughs> and and this was quite a process, though, that you had yourself, wasn't it, in figuring out these these tools that you are teaching others. So can you tell us a little bit about how this came about? Absolutely. This is actually one of my favorite short stories to share. Um, it started off with, again, the dream. When I got into teaching, it just was not my ideal dream. But I was determined to make it that dream. And so it was years and years and years of just trying, trying, trying. I got to make this work. There's got to be a way to make it faster, to make it more efficient, to get this all done. I Googled, I researched. At the time when I was looking, there really was not a lot out there. Um, I love YouTube now. There's so much on YouTube, but back then there wasn't. I mean, there was, there was hardly anything at all. So trial and error, trial and error. And what I found was I was spinning circles around planning, organization, and productivity. And time and time and time, then one day in my bedroom planning late at night, it just came to me that the letters are pop. That's exactly what I want. I want something that pops out, pops on, it works, and it's efficient. And then after more years of perfecting that system and kind of discovering it, uh, more of what it means, I figured out that it's actually preparation, planning, organization, and productivity. And that is the system of POP. And I found a way to apply it to everything really in the classroom and even life. It's, it's a simple process. We do it. It's just streamlining it. Yeah, you know, and it's so interesting because a lot of the most effective strategies, they are simple, but it just takes, like you said, that time to really sit with it and to perfect it and then seeing how it can all come together to be truly, truly helpful. And so, yes, it may be simple and effective, but it took you time. It took you a lot of work to get to that point in which you were able to put together this process. And now we can thank you for <laughs> spending that time and energy for putting this together because you have developed it into a simple system that teachers can really take and plan out their lives, right? So that they can make sure they are spending their time, their energy, their focus on their priorities and not spinning in circles like you were your first several years teaching, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So I love it. I love it. So pop. Tell us the letters again in case, because I know that there are some of you who are taking notes and want to hear that again. So can you tell us one more time the letters for pop? Absolutely. P, preparation. P, planning. O, organization. And P, productivity. All right. That's wonderful. And all of this is laid out clearly in your book, Teach or Go Home. And I know that you have some strategies that teachers can begin to use right away in their classrooms because it truly is my hope that you're going to go and use the link that Danielle has provided to you to get your free copy of Teach or Go Home, which is so exciting. And we are so grateful to you, Danielle, for sharing to our listeners the first five days after this podcast is released you have available for all listeners a free copy and we are also going to save some trees this is going to be sent directly to your inbox so you can read it anywhere from whichever device you prefer so again thank you thank you danielle for sharing that with our listeners absolutely i'm so excited to share i hope you love it i hope they love it (laughs) That's great. That's great. And I've been reading through it myself and there is just such a gold mine in it that I know that teachers are going to really find beneficial. So we have, again, for you in the show notes, you can find that link to Danielle's free book that's going to be delivered right to your inbox. But don't wait because otherwise it is going to cost you a little bit of money. Now she is keeping at low cost because we know that teachers spend uh, so much out of their own pockets, but five days, that's what you got. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everything is laid out in the book for you, the whole system, the strategies, but She does not want you to leave without having this really powerful way that you can bring some more time into your life. And can you tell us a little bit more? I'm really excited, Danielle, to hear this strategy that you have to share with us about grading. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So this is actually from chapter five. And what's also nice about the book is it's kind of a resource. So you can pick what you need if you don't want to go through the whole thing. But this is chapter five, and that's an instructional, how to pop instructionally. And this is specifically for grading. So it's preparation, planning, organization, and then productivity. So your preparation is you need to first find out for your grading, for your quarter, how many grades do you need for the quarter? In my district, we have about eight weeks a quarter, two grades mandatory, so that's 16 grades in all. Then you need to decide how many of those grades are going to be your assessments. I want one powerful opening and closing assessment, so maybe one opening assessment, a couple evaluations in between. Decide how many homeworks you're going to do if you're going to do homework. And then classwork. So basically what you have done is you've prepared how many grades do I need. You've planned exactly what those grades are going to be dedicated to. You organize how are you going to plug them into my assignment. Maybe lesson one is um, an opening. They're not really going to be anything that I'm going to grade, but I'm going to give them a homework, etc. And then your P part, productively executing, is in the end, you know exactly what you're grading, you know why, you know when you gave it. And if you're really, really good, 
you can intentionally track your grades. So I want to give them three evaluations and then the assessment, et cetera. So that's just my simple tip to pop your grades. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. There's a few key pieces that you mentioned in here that I want to go into a little bit more because I think it can be really powerful. You said the phrase, if you decide to do homework, right? <laughs> so, and I'm not sure if you even realized that you had said the if part, but I do want to talk more about that because there is a movement right now in education where teachers are truly questioning the amount of homework that's being given and the effectiveness and also looking at it as students who have the ability to do homework at home where they have a quiet place and they have someone who can help them if they have questions. We know there's students who, I had students who really didn't even go home until late at night because they had to go to daycare. I had students who they maybe are living with other family members and they're not able to, you know, have the space, the place, the time, the people who could really encourage and engage with them as they were doing homework. So, you know, that question, like, if you decide to do homework, do you have any thoughts around, I know you mentioned the word powerful, you know, having a powerful assessment at the open and close, but not only is homework sometimes a struggle for teachers to get it done, but it can also be such a struggle for students who don't have that support at home. So I'm just curious what some of your thoughts are around that, that routine homework piece that's not necessarily part of the powerful assessments, but that kind of comes into play throughout the week. I'm glad, um, I'm glad you asked that. I have an evolved perspective on homework. When I first started, I kind of had a traditional model and every day you should have homework every day, maybe the weekends too, if not reading, et cetera, spelling at least. And then as I realized even my own dream of teach and go home, what about my students when I'm giving them hours and hours of homework? And then um, in elementary, at first I was, I taught everything. I had one class and everything. And then I went on to teaching multiple classes. And then what I found was I'm giving them homework. They're getting homework in math. They're getting homework in reading. They have these hours and hours and hours of homework. And just like, as you said, I realized even in elementary school, they don't always go home directly. Sometimes I spent most of my time in fifth grade. Sometimes even our fifth grade students are caring for their younger siblings. There is a lot of dynamics that take place after school that I started to realize after years of teaching that really played into the part, into the idea for me that how beneficial is this? At what value am I giving the homework? When does it matter to me? When does it not matter to me? Because sometimes homework does matter to me. So when I got more swifter in my process, more streamlined, and I am seeing what I'm grading, what I'm teaching, I realized do they need homework? You know, do, do they really need it? So sometimes the homework is, I may give them a homework assignment on Monday that's not due until Friday. So they can figure it out. If they have to ask me a question, they can. It's not a huge deal. A lot of the times, sometimes my homeworks are more of a practice. So they are not always even being graded. Secret, secret. <laughs> I don't, um, I've learned that homework is not the biggest idea. So I try to give it to them. Um, 
maybe once or twice, but I don't lose my mind about homework. I find the more powerful things are not in the homework and I can't count on homework either. So I have an evolved perspective, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. And Compassionate Educators is all about truly connecting with the students, building those relationships. And if homework is going to take away from that, then maybe we also need to re-examine how we're utilizing that. And I love the perspectives that you have taken on this because you are giving the time to the students so that, you know, homework being due the next day, we don't know what's going on in the students' lives after school. We truly don't. So giving them ample amount of time to complete it and also having yourself available and accessible so that if they do have questions on it that they can come to you if they don't have someone else in their life that they can go to and i know i see on facebook so many parents who they also they want to help their student and maybe they are available to help but they aren't even understanding everything that goes into the homework because a lot of what we learned as students ourselves have changed. The way that students are being taught in some ways has changed. And so it can be so difficult for the parents as well, as much as they want to help. And then also, like you said, having the homework be practiced. You know, I love, I love that you said that they don't necessarily know about the whole grading process behind it because we still want them to feel that it's important. But at the same time, let's choose what's really important, what's really significant. And homework is all about practicing those skills. So thank you so much, Danielle, for sharing your evolved perspective on this as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for the question. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's on a lot of educators' minds right now, too. And then the other piece that you had mentioned is being intentional and having an intentional system. Because if we go into the classroom, whether it's we aren't completely clear on that day or even at the beginning of the school year, if we're not clear on all of these steps that we're taking to be intentional about how we are running our system so that we can be effective, so we can truly teach or go home, <laughs> then, then everything kind of falls apart at some point. So, you know, I would love to hear a little bit more about how the POP method can be used to truly help teachers create intention around what they're doing and where and when you think that teachers should start to bring this system into their classrooms, how to kind of set it up for themselves? I think um, you need to bring it in immediately, as soon as you can. If you can bring it in today, bring it in today. If you could have brought it in yesterday, bring it in yesterday. <laughs> the best time to do it, I would say, is the beginning of the year, just so that you can set your models up. But if not at any point of the game that you just decide, you know, enough is enough, and I'm tired of spinning in circles. I am tired of being overwhelmed. There has to be a way to figure out everything I need to do and plug in when it needs to be done and then get it all done, then pop immediately. So I would say as soon as possible, you know what you have to do, just do it. 
All right, you hear that? You got to pop it right now. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. I think that we have some really great ideas for moving ahead, how educators can start to really take a look with the systems that they're using right now to be intentional about different aspects that go into their just everyday routine. So again, Danielle has the link in the show notes for the free book that's going to be delivered in your inbox. So please get that immediately. I, that link has to go down in five days because we need to make sure that we are truly, you know, not taking advantage of Danielle's gracious offer. And after that, though, it is going to be available. So we will also put that link in the show notes if you unfortunately happen to miss this in the first five days. But don't worry, it's still there for you. And it's going to transform your life because compassionate educators are all about changing lives without self-sacrifice. So we're not only transforming the classroom and uplifting our students, but we are also making sure that you are transforming your own lives so that you can have the passion to continue in this profession. All right. So Danielle, can you tell our listeners how they can connect with you? Um, because I know you have some really amazing opportunities coming up and there might be some teachers who, you know, they, they read your book and they know that they need to do something this summer to set their classrooms up so that all of next year they can go in with intention they can feel really amazing about being able to have everything in place before the school year starts. So I know that you might have some things available to help them out this summer, or if they have any questions about anything in the book and need to connect with you, can you? Absolutely. You can email me directly, teach go home at Gmail and contact me and we can have a conversation. We can talk about resources, etc. All right. Thank you so much. So again, teach grow home at gmail.com. And Danielle is your go to girl for all things related to getting your productivity and planning and organizing on. All right. So again, thank you, Danielle, for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Compassionate educator, hold up, don't grow yet, because I do have an invitation for you to join me in a free seven-day workshop all about emotional regulation and how you can help your students no matter what you teach, what grade level you are in, no matter what your role is in the school, this workshop is for you. It is happening in the Compassionate Educators Facebook group beginning on Monday, March 30th. So please register to be a part of this experience. Again, a seven-day free workshop that you can attend from anywhere to help you become an expert in emotional regulation. You can register by visiting www.compassionateeducators.com backslash workshop. Again, that is compassionateeducators.com 
backslash workshop. I can't wait to share these strategies, skills, and tools with you. See you then.